Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast where we have our first ever guest on Just Trish. It's Just Trish and Holly Madison. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, I am so honored because I feel like you do like a few podcasts, but not a lot. You're not one of those people that like hop around a podcast. You're very selective on like where you go. Yeah, not a lot at once, but yeah. if it feels like a good vibe, I'll do it. I'm so honored because Thanks. we met before in my car yeah. doing McDonald's and I felt like <laughs> I was like interviewing you then. So I was just like, this is like a proper interview where I can fully ask you the questions. Yeah, it was a good little interview though. Did you like it? Okay, yeah, I did. It was fun. I literally came home and like, I was going to tell you, I was like literally crying because I thought I like blew it. I was no. like, I am too much fangirl. I fangirled so hard. I like was just talking a million miles a minute. I don't know. I was just so excited to see you. Now I feel more oh, like relaxed. So yeah. Because you've been so cool. It. Like afterwards, <laughs> I was like, okay, she doesn't like hate me or think I'm no. weird or anything. <laughs> but we are matching today, which is another reason. Yes. Why I love Girls Next Level, you guys. Mm-hmm. Literally the best podcast ever. Thank you. No, I mean this so Thank sincerely. So I feel like all your guys' like background stories and stuff is so much more interesting than the actual show itself. Because the actual show is like fun, mm-hmm. but the background, whose idea was it? Who like was like, we need to do this? Well, I started doing reaction videos on YouTube because people have requested it. And I hadn't watched the show since it came out. So I'd be re-watching it and then I'd be like, wait, what happened there? Or, oh my God, I forgot this happened. So I was sending Bridget like the voice notes from hell. You know when you have that one annoying friend who's like sending you voice note, voice note, voice note, and you're like, what the fuck do I have to listen to? And I'm like, do you remember this? Or how did this go down? Or what was this? Or I forgot they fucking did this and shit like that. Yeah. So we would get into these long conversations and I'm like, this should just be a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. So you were, so you just were like, we're going to do this? And did anyone approach you or did you guys just like start it? No, we just started it. We found a company that sold our ad space for it, but everything else is just completely like self-taught and self-done. Like we don't have a producer or anything. If you can't tell by our janky videos on our Patreon. No, <laughs> It's, well, that's the thing. You have a whole Patreon and stuff. And I'm like, who's doing the business behind all this? And it's just like you just girls. Just us, yeah. Totally that just us. blows my mind. <laughs> because it's so hard to start a podcast. Like I, same thing with us. We just started. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know anyone, anything. We'll just like build it in our house. But yours are so good. You have the ads. You have the good audio. You edit all yourself. Yeah. Which is like you taught yourself that too. Yeah. Everything was self-taught just from that. So. Oh my gosh. And you like, because, okay, so when did you start doing like social media? Were you always doing it? Like were you doing it in the mansion, like MySpace and stuff? I had a MySpace, but social media back then really wasn't what it is now. I feel like like I was never on YouTube until like three years ago. So um, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much to do on MySpace. You just kind of rank your friends and post. A, I don't, did we even post? Yeah, there was a gallery. Yeah, like digital then, cameras. Yeah, <laughs> and then you mostly like build what the site looked like. Yeah, and you could play like songs, and mm-hmm. you could do blogs. Were you a blogger? Not really. So you didn't put because I would think being in the mansion, you'd have so many fun like blogs and videos, and you know what? It should have been like that. Like I should have started a YouTube back then and just done, but I just wouldn't have thought of it. You know, I was kind of in this mindset where I was so scared to go against the grain. Like we were never allowed to do like any press on our own or anything. So we were kind of in this bubble. Yeah. When did, when were you allowed to start? Cause you guys, was it the show that you were allowed to start doing it or no? Still then you had to be like, even before the show, there would be like little press opportunities here and there, but it was just like me giving a tour of the mansion to somebody or me supporting half and standing next to him. So Mm. it was very scripted and it was very much like what he would want us to say and we weren't allowed to like have our own PR or our own like management or anything like that even during the show it was all like PR that Playboy would set up so really yeah so there wasn't much expressing yourself oh my gosh that's so crazy so when you would go in because I remember the first time I ever saw you was on Cribs Mm -hmm. like that was I just remember like you stood out and you talked about this too because you stood out because one you had like the bra you had this like sparkly (laughs) bra 
and you were like, I loved it. I was just like, oh my God, I want to be her so bad. Aww. But you also had the short hair and it was very like Marilyn. But mm-hmm. you said like Hef was not into that look. No, he hated it. I thought it was safe to cut my hair because he'd had a girlfriend before, like before I lived there who had short hair. So I thought this isn't against the rules as long as I'm blonde. But he like freaked out and hated it and wah, wah. That's so crazy because <laughs> you looked so pretty. I love that you would always like go again. I feel like there was an era where people kind of just like dressed how they wanted. I feel like it started with like you, right? Like you weren't just looking like everybody else when you guys would go out. Like you would have the, what was it? The space buns, the Leia buns. And I was just yeah. like, okay, I love that. Everyone else being so glam and you're just like, Leia, blonde Leia. Well, I love doing like kind of corny fun things. And now it's a thing. Like everybody cosplays all the time, but back then it wasn't really like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. You went to the Renaissance Fair as Aurora. Yeah. And I was like, that's so iconic. I want you to come back during Halloween because I want to be Aurora for the pink set. And yeah, I was like, you should, should be matching Aurora. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just thought that was so fun. I was just like, okay, so I love Girls Next Level. I was like watching it. I like, or listening to it and watching it because you guys do both. I was like the most shocked because I'm like, okay. Playboy will be just a, like a little section of this interview because oh, yeah, the whole yeah. your whole podcast is Playboy and like you talk about it on like yeah. Color Daddy, which I love. I love all those interviews, but I was like most shocked, and I feel like I wish you guys would have talked about it more on Girls Next Level because I feel like you mentioned it for a minute was like the body shape, the body dysmorphia yeah. that you had, and you like talked about it for literally like a few minutes, and then Bridget like kind of got quiet, and then you got quiet, and then you just like changed the subject, and I was like so curious because I know you talked about body shaming, like you talked mm-hmm. about Audra and the bunny suit, yeah, but you were like you and Bridget both were like, yeah, we were like supposed to be like the ones that were curvy or fat because you weren't as skinny as like kind of curvy, I guess was the word you guys use. Yeah. It's so strange looking back on it because there's really not much of a variety in the way the three of us looked. But for whatever reason, we were always made to feel like Kendra was the only one with a good body. So it's so weird. And with Bridget, I think the reason we stopped talking about it so much in that episode is we get into it more with future episodes Mm -hmm. coming up. Like there's the episode in season two where we do the workout video. And that one, they really put Bridget into a corner where they're really focusing in on what she's eating and trying to make her look like she's a quote unquote fat one and stuff and it's just crazy the way they would categorize people back then and kind of make us feel like you know we really had an issue yeah no just nuts. that's what's but, but was it were you feeling it from the inside because like on the outside I we didn't really see I never saw it like mm-hmm. that so you were feeling it from like producers playboy like half who were you feeling it from um definitely half he liked his women very very thin even you know to some extent just the whole culture up there at the mansion everybody's beauty standard was kind of oh a woman is supposed to be really young and really thin and really in shape and if she's not in shape she's not doing it right that was kind of the feel you mm-hmm. got from people in general uh, just in that whole society and also the show especially the way they treated Bridget over the seasons. It was crazy how they would like highlight that. It's, the other thing is, is like Kendra was like very young. Wasn't she like 20 or something yeah. when she did the show? So even like a few years age difference between 20 and like 24 is like a huge deal and like your body, like your body yeah, changes so much. Difference. But hearing that, I was just like, I remember, and I think that's why I related to Bridget for a long time because I remember they portrayed her as like a curvy one that would get mm-hmm. Arby's, you know, yeah. or like, oh, now we can splurge. And I was like, and like looking back so thin, like all of you, like legs yeah. so skinny. And I'm like hearing that or hearing her and hearing you say like you know curvy or whatever it's like that blows my mind I'm like who was telling you guys that it's so weird I guess the media back then in general Mm -hmm. media and just society in general back then but also it was way more concentrated in the playboy world yeah like if you were just a Mm -hmm. little curvy because the playmates got really really skinny like towards the end I feel like I mean I I love it I think it's beautiful too but it was it was interesting to hear that I was like oh my god how could you ever think that you were like curvy or anything but then you talk about food a lot we do love food (laughs) when you talk about playboy mansion food which I never had I've been to playboy mansion twice and Uh like I never wanted to eat because I already always felt 
that. And like I said, the second time I met Hef at the mansion, it was like the last time I got invited back. So I guess I was like too fat, even though I was like 140 back. I was like way littler yeah. now, but I never got invited back. But I, um, but I heard the food. You always always talk about like you talked about the Christmas episode or the Christmas decorating. You get like chicken tenders and iced tea. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. First of all, I did not know that you guys just like on staff like chefs 24 seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah. did you just get to eat whatever you want whenever you wanted? Yeah, you can literally order whatever you want. Just press zero at midnight or two in the morning and order whatever. And as long as they have it in stock in the kitchen, they'd make it for you. I think the only rule was you could order whatever you want as long as they didn't have to like drive off and go to the grocery store or something. They just had to have it like there. But most stuff was there. And obviously if you lived there regularly, you could put something on the grocery list or go buy it yourself and put it in the fridge or something. So you guys were able to do that. You were able Mm -hmm. to go on like run errands. Yeah. During the day we could go kind of do whatever we wanted as long as we weren't like with guys or like staying out too late. Or working. <laughs> how did they meet guys then? You know, like the ones that like left, you would like, they would meet like a football player or whatever. And then mm-hmm. they just like, how are they meeting them if you weren't allowed to like go meet guys? Well, I mean, nobody was following us during the day. So we just weren't supposed to be hanging out with uh, guys, but people would go do what they wanted to really? do. Really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. It seems like such a dream life. Like hearing about it now, like when you like pull back the curtain, I'm just like, oh my God, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. But do you like look back at it and you're like, oh, that was like, do you have like fond, more fond memories than not? Or do you have more like traumatic memories? Um, I have more bad memories than good, I think. But also I was there for seven years and things kind of changed over the years. Like the first three and a half years were really rough and kind of miserable. Like obviously there's a lot you're experiencing there as far as like, you know, luxury and things you had access to that you didn't before and exciting things. And those are all great. But overall, I was feeling really bad just because it was a bad relationship and bad interpersonal dynamics with the other women. And if you're miserable, you're miserable. It doesn't matter what kind of glamour and fun you're surrounded by. But when it went down to just me, Bridget, and Kendra, and we started doing the show, things changed a lot, not only in my relationship with Hef, but the three of us got along for the most part, and we had fun opportunities because of the show. So even though I have things to complain about the show here and there, yeah. overall, it was so much better. So it's kind of like looking at like two different eras. Because you were like, now you just got to be like your own person. And you kind of like friends. Mm-hmm. It was like not just the mean girls. Yeah, and, it's like- and we made friends with all the playmates that came in. So yeah. it was a really strong, nice community as far as that went. Yeah. So you the show – also, you guys became like famous. You're right. You're more famous than I think more people would rather meet you guys than half at that point. Like, right? Where more people, I would assume, come to the house and want to meet you girls. Like, I'm. Yeah, right? it was. People were excited. Because yeah. I remember I went up and you weren't there. And I think this was like, must have been right when you left. It was like mm-hmm. 2007 or 2006. When did you leave? I left in the middle of 2008. 2008. Yeah. Okay. So maybe it was like around that time. And I remember I came up and I was so excited, like, see. And like, nobody was, I think, I, yeah. think, I don't know who was there at that point, but it wasn't you girls. And I was like, <laughs> devastated. And oh, then no. I was just like, oh, no. It's just like, and it was a lot of old guys. I was surprised. Like, I went to, like, a fun in the sun. And it was just, like, a lot of old guys. I didn't even know. Like, not famous guys. Just random old men. And I'm just like, this is not the vibe that I thought it was. It was, like, not girls next door at all. Yeah, he definitely didn't want, like, younger men out there poaching the women. It was weird. <laughs> it was just, like, a weird vibe. It was, like, really young girls and, like, really old men. And 100%. I'm just like, yeah. this is not the fun, like, sorority house <laughs> that it seemed to be. And it just had, like, dark energy. I just remember that, too. Like, the main house. Really dark energy. I think, you know, we were lucky during the Girls Next Door era because we were able, you know, the three of us girls, we were able to create something and create a bond with the playmates and push positivity in there that I didn't experience before. Mm-hmm. And so then you were like, when you left, because you're really big on energies and like Wiccan mm-hmm. and all that stuff like that. Like, do you think when you left, there, like the dark cloud came or was there a dark cloud before? Like, when did it, because it, 
seemed light. Like watching the show, there was never bad energy I felt like ever. Or did you feel, did you feel it filming it? Um, I mean, there was still like some underlying bad energy there during that era, but the show was never going to show that because it right. was like one of Hef's closest friends was the producer. And of course they mm-hmm. wanted all positive on Hef and Playboy. And also like E, I don't think was really interested in showing like a dark drama or anything like yeah. that or what was really going on or what are these girls really struggling with. One of the producers, or not one of the producers, one of the network's executives said it's supposed to be the three F's, fighting, fucking, and funny. What? Yeah. Was that the, oh my God, that's like not the mantra I would think with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this what? was in the very beginning and this was a ne- network executive who I think was maybe on the first two seasons and then they switched out to different people. Where was the fucking at? <laughs> Well, I think anything, like, sexy, Sexy. like, falls into the fucking. Right. I mean, not that I'd want to see that with, like, half or anything. Like, when when you go into depth of it after the show, like, when you've gone on interviews and stuff like that, I literally, like, sick to my stomach when I hear about it. Because you don't – in my head, we would watch it. I watched with Mm -hmm. Moses for the first time a couple years ago. And in my head, I, like, don't think of it as, like, sexual. Like, he just seems like he wants pretty girls around and, like, that's it. He doesn't – so when you talk about it – and you guys had – I think it was, like, episode two where you guys Mm -hmm. talk about being, like, in the bedroom. I was, like – and nothing, like – it not sickens me in a bad way because like a hundred percent I would have done anything to be in that shoes, but it's like it's just like him. It's just like so like why does he think these women want to be with him and yeah, and just the toxicity of having to be in the bedroom in that situation with girls you don't get along with who are like talking shit about you right there and then when it, everything's <sighs> happening. It's just like. Ugh. That would that gives me like chills, like just the it, fact that like someone like hates you and then sees you like naked and vulnerable. Yeah, it's the worst. Would they? Would you ever hear about people talking shit? Because you all have like beautiful bodies. So what? What do they say? Do they talk shit like in the moment after? Like you would kind of hear little things like people talking about each other, and and it's like I would hear somebody talking about somebody else, and I know if they're saying that about somebody else, they're certainly saying it about me when I'm out of earshot. Mm-hmm. It was just gross. Like bodies about bodies, mm-hmm. or just like what people were doing or things like that. Oh my god! And it's like at that point you all like share a bond of like doing this and. Like, again, like, I would have done it in a heartbeat, but it's also, like, you're all there together, and it's kind of, like, trauma-bonded because you all have to do this yeah. thing that obviously you're, like, not into unless you're, like, on drugs or whatever like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. And honestly, I I remember I was at an era where I wanted to be with, like, someone that was, like, 80, and I tried, and, like, it just did not work out. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't you Hefner, that's for sure. And he wasn't playing, what was it, Mel C, you said in the bathroom. Oh, my God. The <laughs> Mel C song. Oh, so weird. When you were talking about that, I was just like, oh, that song's everything, but I do not picture that as, like, yeah, a sexy it's so time. so random, but it was always, like, the first song you would hear like blasting from the stereo when you would go in so it's like burned into my brain it's so weird I that whole like era is like so bizarre it's such a time capsule though it really is it's like and all the stuff you have I think you said that you keep like everything right like everything you had the bra like every clothes you wore every bunny suit yeah all um yeah all the costumes all the like special things I wore on the show I don't have any of my casual clothes like the t-shirts or like the forever 21 sweaters I was wearing in interviews which now I wish I would have saved they were so good but back then it's like it's casual clothes you're wearing it so often you're washing it it gets holes in it you throw it out oh man those were good though your casual outfits yeah I like the casual outfits but you saved like where do you do do what are you gonna do with how you do like a museum you're gonna give it to your daughter like I mean my daughter will definitely get it I don't know if I'll do anything my dream is to do like another house did you see that episode of the home edit where they build the house for Nashville not build the house but Reese Witherspoon has a house in Nashville and they build out her closet so it's like a display of like her legally blonde clothes and like her award show dresses and there's like a little chihuahua doll with the legally blonde it's like a cute display. Yeah. I think I'd like to do something like that. Where would you do it? Would you do it here in Vegas? Probably Vegas, yeah. Oh my God. I feel, I'm surprised they haven't had like a Holly like museum there because there's so much Vegas. <laughs> Seriously, like when I think of Vegas, I think of you like a thousand percent. And then you have all your stuff on display because there's some like random museums in Vegas, like the most random, like Kiss has a museum, like the most random things. I'm like, nobody wants to see that. People want to see like a Dollywood. <laughs> but yours would be like, 
Well, Hollywood, that would be yours. I'm going to Dollywood this fall for the first time. I'm so excited. Are you going to go by yourself or are you going with? No, my friend Josh is um, celebrating his birthday by like getting a cabin down there and he like invited all his friends and I'm like, I've never been to Dollywood. I'm so excited. I haven't either. Is he he performing? He's not going to perform down there. He's just going for fun. No, just for fun. Yeah, just for his birthday. I love Josh Chicklin. Oh my, I love that you go everywhere to see him because he was in Tarzan recently. I'll have him on the podcast because I love him. I could do a whole interview about him. His voice is amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, that's so fun. And he's going to Dollywood for his birthday. Yeah. Because you guys went to Disney together too, Disney World. Yeah, well, he performs for the Festival of the Arts at Epcot every year. So every February I go and do a Disney World trip. That's so fun. Do you miss yeah, performing? Awesome. I mean, I do miss being in that show because it was so special and it was exactly what I wanted to do. And it was so fun to work with all the people I worked with. And today, like with my kids and everything else I'm doing, I couldn't keep up with like the regular schedule of that. But yeah. for during the time period I was doing it in, that was like the perfect job. I was that it. your like highlight? To me, that's a highlight of me for you is peep show. I'm yeah, like, that's that, cool. it was just such a fun time. Yeah. And then you're like the only one to have done, right? I mean, I think, I mean, there was, I think Claire was another like show girl, right? Claire Sinclair was her name? I can't remember. I remember she was on your show. That's how I know these people. If they were on your show, I know. But no one else has really like done that, like done like superstardom, like Vegas highlights, like all that stuff like that. It was really fun and really special. Would you do it so. again if they asked like for like six weeks? Well, it was a topless show and I don't know. I think. You want to do it? Probably not. Like not that I think there's anything wrong yeah. with being topless, but sometimes, or if other moms want to be topless, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I think for me, it's maybe not the time. That's so interesting. Yeah. I know. I went back and forth when I became a mom too, because I, I love naked pictures. I think naked pictures are pretty. I think being naked is beautiful. Like I love Vegas shows where they're topless. Like I think it's like so pretty and I feel like it's tasteful, but I, I went back and forth with it too. Cause I'm like, is this weird that I'm like a mom now? Like I won't show my bottom half anymore. Cause I want well, to have a C-section and uh, two, it just like feels like weird, but I, I go back and forth with it. I don't know. Well, you have plenty of time before she gets old enough to be on the internet to decide what you want to stop doing or kick off or whatever. So was it like more you just like wouldn't want her to see that now? Yeah. Or, you know, I think a lot of other people in my life would have a problem with it. Right. I don't right. know. I mean, I feel like if people are going to make fun of me or bully somebody else on my behalf, there's an archive of things I've done. Like if somebody wants to pick on somebody, they're going to do it. Like, yeah. unfortunately. So. Well, yours is always legit. You're always like play. I feel like with like only fans now, you know, it's like just like the most random, like candid stuff, like in your house or something. Like, I feel like Playboy is very beautiful. Playboy is very interesting. They reached out to me, I think like right after I met you, but it's so different now. They're like trying to compete with only fans. Oh, I yeah. think. It's like an only fans type platform. Yeah. They're not run by the same people though. That's no, like a completely. No, uh, somebody else bought the company. So it's completely different. It's just like it's just yeah. like a company now. It's just like OnlyFans or something. Yeah, yeah, they were like trying to get me to like compete with like OnlyFans. Like, oh, post only adult content on our site. And I was like, oh, I thought it was like something glamorous. It's like, oh, Playboy. But they really try to like change their image, I feel. They were trying to get like all diverse, like men on the cover, like everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's kind of good. But I don't know. I was kind of like, I don't know about this. The Bretman Rock one was cute where he was yeah. in a bunny costume. That was so cute. Like he really wore it best, I think. Was it a, was it, wasn't a magazine that was just like a digital shoot? It looked like a cover, but I don't know if they still had the magazine or if it was digital. I'm so confused these days. I, <laughs> I know. know what, I don't know what's what. I know. I feel I feel that too. I just love a print magazine. I just think print Me is so too. cool. Me too. I love tangibles. <sighs> I don't know if it's because I'm a Capricorn and Capricorns are old school, but like I'm an analog bitch. Like yeah. I love tangible stuff that you can hold on to and save and, and show keep. it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what was so special. And all your guys' mm-hmm. covers were so special. I have them in my upstairs in my house. I have like all your guys' no, covers. Because it's just cool. And now they're worth fun. so much. It's so hard to find them like on eBay. It's so funny when somebody will tag me on Instagram and they'll be like, look what I found at the antique store. I'm like, wow. (laughs) Isn't it crazy though? It's like nostalgia now. When you guys are talking about it, I was like, like the new generation, like Gen Z is like, it's like, 
it was like vintage. That's like retro for them, mm-hmm. which is like it wasn't that long ago. And it doesn't look that long ago, but it's crazy. It is weird. It doesn't look that long ago to us. I feel, but isn't right. it weird when you see something from the '90s and it's all like grainy ass footage now? I'm like, did it look that bad back then, or has it deteriorated? Because I don't remember it looking like that. Like you see footage of like Bill Clinton that you remember seeing on the news when you were little, and, and it's, it's grainy. Yeah, now it looks like ancient history. I guess because of the cameras. So weird. Probably though, in like 30 years, like this will look like you know ancient because mm-hmm. they'll have like some like in-person virtual Yeah, it'll thing. be like VR. Yeah. And, and you like, don't even have to have a headset. Yeah. You can just step into it. Do you like the idea of that? Like AI, VR, all that stuff? I think it would be fun. But again, like I'm an analog bitch. Yeah. I like <laughs> tangible stuff. Yeah. I feel like that too. I feel like sometimes the technology goes crazy. Like the AI stuff is wild. Like the ones where they can like make you say stuff or like the face yeah, is that's the deep really fake. scary. But, you know, we've been seeing examples of it already. And I think that people are also pretty wise to what people would say and what they they wouldn't like maybe I'm being naive but I also I mean it's a really really scary concept I mean you could even go far and be like what if somebody made a video that looked like somebody was doing something criminal and then they got sent to jail yeah. or something you know what I mean like it could turn into anything so that's mm-hmm. kind of scary but as far as what we're seeing now I feel like people are pretty wise to what's real and what fake what's fake so hopefully that continues I don't know I don't know we can't ever tell the difference sometimes on TikTok like you'll see those deep fakes like there's a Leonardo DiCaprio one and I'm like but how is that like is that his actual face or it's like digital or like how are they making it because they'll like move and blink and I'm just like how are they doing that yeah and there's a Tom Cruise one yes (laughs) so do they look like them or they're just I don't know that's what's freaky to me and I'm just like I can't tell the difference I scroll through TikTok so much how often do you think you're on TikTok because I feel like I see one TikTok a lot every day I check in for sure I don't have as much energy or time to post as I wish I did right um I still check in all the time I think it's so fun we scroll where do we scroll like an like an hour before bed an hour in the morning like I love and then throughout the day you're my favorite tiktoker and I love your guys paparazzi videos I was telling (laughs) Moses it's so funny because you sound exactly you have the cadence down like you sound exactly like they sound it's so real (laughs) it's the closest thing I'll ever have to a paparazzi it's so funny (laughs) it's so fun I feel like we did it before we even had Malibu I was just like just follow me around Target (laughs) because I love the idea of being pop I love your paparazzi photos <laughs> oh, the ones with the black Louis Vuitton and the like colorful monogram. It used to be kind of fun at first because like I said, we weren't allowed to do our own press or anything. But back in like the early 2000s, you would know that there are certain places you could go where paparazzi would just hang out waiting for anybody like oh, Robertson. Really? So if I was bored one day, I'm like, I'm going to go to Robertson and see if somebody would take my picture. And it was kind of fun. No way. <laughs> yeah. they did all- oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can like call the Hollywood fix or something yeah. and they'll like come <laughs> and take your picture. I think it's so funny. Oh my gosh. So would you go just to like talk and say, or just have like cute pictures like where would you post them just cute pictures I didn't post them but I just thought it was kind of fun to see it on Perez Hilton yes. or something oh when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Perez Hilton. How did you like him back in the day? Was he nice to you? Um, I wasn't written about that much. I just kind of thought he was kind of funny. Like yeah. I took what he said with a grain of salt because you would see so much really mean shit on the internet, like message board stuff. And that would feel so much more real to me than like, anything Perez was saying. Yeah, he kind of made it lighthearted. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't 
following him that much back then. I knew he was like huge because he was like everywhere. Yeah. But I always wondered like people who were like celebrities in the time if they like felt it or I don't know. I think some people did for sure. Yeah. yeah. But maybe I think he's always like nice to like girly pop, you know, for the, well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Don't, I don't want to get in trouble because <laughs> I know press on TikTok and stuff. I had no issue with him, but I just I didn't know what it was like. Cause also like back in MySpace, I remember was it Holly's world that you had a fan and you like gave a makeover? Nicole three three seven. Yeah. I first of all loved her. And did uh-huh. you like was that like an episode that they came up with or were you like I want to just do this no, for her? I came up with it and I saw her because Perez was making videos about her and I got obsessed with her videos. I thought they were so cute. Yes. And I forget what inspired me to like do like a makeover or was her like saying she wanted to come to Vegas or something like that. And I thought, oh, that would be fun. Oh my God. And did you just reach out? Did you just like message her on MySpace or something? We might have started, I don't even remember. We might have started talking on Twitter or something. Wow. And then the show reached out to her to like coordinate. What a dream. Was that Holly's World? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was like the dream. When I saw that, <laughs> I was just like, so lucky. Because that's what's so cool about you is like, I'm a big fan too. And you're just so like, even on TikTok, like knowing that I'm a full fan, you were always like so supportive and so sweet. I'm like, oh my God, this is so <laughs> crazy that someone like so famous that you love so much would just like talk to their fans and be like real with it. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Thank you. And you're the nicest person. I was telling you this before, my makeup artist who has done your makeup a few times, like back in the day, she was saying like, yeah, she gave me like festival tickets, like VIP. Mm-hmm. They were $12,000 just for like, just to be nice. And she gave them to me the day of. I was like, that's crazy. You're like literally the nicest Thanks. person so sweet. I've ever met. And I always say that. I'm like, she's like so nice. So sweet. we did photos before. I felt like, I felt like I was a girl's next door. I was <laughs> So excited. Would you guys ever do a reboot? Of Girls Next Door? Yeah. Like Jersey Shore style. They're back. I just don't know what it would be, you know? Because Girls Next Door, it wasn't so much a show, in my mind, about content. I think what made it appealing was it was a show about a lifestyle before you saw other people's lifestyles on Instagram. You know, that wasn't available. So it was fun to see, like, what was going on at the Playboy Mansion. It was so fluffy and you didn't really need a lot of drama or plot line or anything like that. That's true. So I don't know what it would be now. I think now if we were to do something like that and get us all together it would have to be like drama like real housewife style and I'm not into that you would never do real but housewives no I love the idea of it because they're so popular I'm like god I would love to be on there but yeah I mean to all the women who want to do it and kill it amazing but for me personally I just don't I feel like just enough drama exists in day-to-day life yeah. without trying like I don't want to go pursue it oh my god no Oof. that gives me so much anxiety thinking about it. I love it because they get so popular because Jane's doing like a residency now and I'm like mm-hmm. gosh like I want a Vegas residency but it's like to be on real housewives I don't know I also just being big I'm sure they would be like they're anti-fat like no <laughs> like girls next door I need a fat girls reality show <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's crazy too we were talking about like deep fakes and AI you know back when I was doing girls next door they would twist what you said by like franken biting you they would just chop up what you said and like put it together to make it sound kind of like something else but it was also obvious like you could tell because they cut away from us to finish our speech or you could tell because our voices were going like this or something I can never so tell kind of, but if you go back and look for it you'll you'll see it like if I point out something on the podcast and you go back and watch it you're like oh duh yeah it I just do. once you know you yeah. know but now I have had it done to me and I've heard other people like Christine Quinn was talking about on Call Her Daddy they can twist what you say because they'll just take your voice from like things you've said on camera before and make it look like you're saying it like it looks yes. like it's coming out of your mouth because I saw somebody did that to me in something I participated in recently and I saw a clip that was used of it And I had to like, I was sitting in my car and I'd seen this clip on social media and I just felt like shockwaves. I felt like I had stepped into another dimension because I'm like, I didn't fucking say that. I know I didn't say that. I know I said all the words that they could put together to make it say that, but I'm looking at the video and it really looks like I'm saying that. So that's what scares me about doing any reality shows now. Oh my God. How How long ago was that show? Recent? Um, like within the last two years. 
and you weren't like a producer on it or anything. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like anymore you have to be like a, like the Kardashians where they just like get you need final like say. final cut. Yeah, because it's terrifying. Oh my god, did you say anything publicly about it? Like no, because I, I don't feel like anyone would believe me because it looks so convincing. Oh yeah, I know. Reality TV scares me so much. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was always terrified of it for that reason. I never did any like reality show where they like did that. But when you were talking about like Girls Next Door and like I think it was one where Bridget's like, oh, I think it was the bunny one where you're talking about she was trying to get zipped up and there was a scream and it was yeah. like you going down the slide but yeah. they made it seem like it was like her someone screaming about this like not mm-hmm. getting into the bunny suit and I was like that's I never would even think about especially back then like how could they get away with it you think you could sue for like I didn't do that like you know yeah you can't but they just sign your life away when you do reality shows mm-hmm. too oh, you're produced you produced the playboy murders right mm-hmm. yeah. and you're doing a second season yeah we're start filming next week that's what's kind of sad to me too is that there is a second season of Playboy Murders. There's enough. That, yeah. That's so because those are like also very dark you know mm-hmm. and it's just like and that's why I had to think go back again to like the energy of the Playboy Mansion because when I went up it was never like it didn't feel good you know I never like left being like that was so much fun and it was always like the fun in the sun where it's like mm-hmm. not a lot of people it wasn't like big parties where you're like shuttled in or anything and so when I watched that show the Playboy Murders I was like wow there's like the the women themselves weren't dark but the people that would they would attract were like really dark. Yeah. Like Dorothy Stratton. Yeah it's really scary stories and some of them are still unsolved that's what's so crazy yeah. do they just go like why do they go cold just like you think someone buys them off or they're just they don't care or there's just not enough evidence no I think it's just hard and I think you know a lot of these happened a long time ago like one we recently covered last season it happened in the 90s and you know there's just not enough yeah methods just weren't as sophisticated back then not that you can't go back and solve a case with like DNA and things Ugh. that collected back then but it's hard that makes me like so sad to think about I know nowadays like with the Jasmine Fiore they like found it like so quick mm-hmm. everything like that and to me that also was like so dark like you watch this like couple that's like beautiful and stuff like that and it's just like crazy so that's why I'm saying again it's like the energy that's maybe not that they even attract but just like the people that try and like I guess like leech or suck you yeah or, you it could really happen to anybody like these are so many of the victims I relate to on so many different levels yeah. the things they've experienced in their lives and you know I think that's something that's compelling about these true crime stories is you really realize you know when the victims are more fleshed out and kind of given a voice as much as you can you realize like this could really happen to anybody yeah it's it, they're interesting because I don't like watch true crime in general because mm-hmm. it scares me but I yeah. did watch that and it's it's just interesting because like these girls will like give them the benefit of the doubt and like see them like one last time or whatever and then that's like when that happens and I'm just like oh my god just being too trusting too open did you after after your playboy days because you seem to be like well grounded did you just go through therapy or anything or were you just like I've tried therapy um in different periods in my life at first when I left I wasn't really thinking about any of that I was very like in survival mode like I need to hit the ground running I need to establish a career for myself now or it's going to be really hard so I just wasn't really looking back or thinking much into it and for the first couple years after I was out I was still kind of like in that brainwashed mindset where I was still trying to categorize everything as really great and if anybody would ask me about it in the press I'd be like oh no everything was great blah 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 I just didn't want to get into it it wasn't until I'd been out out of there for maybe like two years before I really started to if I would have occasion to like see a picture from back then I'd be like oh I can tell that's a fake smile Really? You know, and all the bad memories would start coming back. Interesting. So just by like looking at a picture and then how would you mm-hmm. deal with it? How would you be like, or were you just like able to just push it to the side? Like you're like, I'm not there anymore. You know, it would come up and I would really start questioning things like how I was treated, but I was also doing my spinoff show for E and we had to sign these contracts when we were in Girls Next Door. And part of the contract was like, if E picks up a spinoff with any one of you girls, it has to be with the same producer, the same production company who's one of Hef's friends. So anytime I would say to him, no, I don't want to go back to the mansion or no, I don't want to do this Playboy related thing on my show. This is why. This is how I feel. He would shut that down real quick and he would 
like stop everything, have to have a serious talk. He has to remind me how great Hef is and how much I got from that situation. It would just be like the brainwashing. Like he was really good at that. So then you'd kind of shove, and I'd kind of know, I'd be like, eh, this is kind of whack, but you'd shove it down a little bit more. And it, it's like a deprogramming period. When you've yeah. been in this cult mindset for seven years, it takes a little bit of time to kind of deprogram out of it. Even though I was aware enough at one point that I need to leave, I was I was still kind of having this feeling like, okay, that was a bad situation, but it's a bad situation because I can't handle it. Oh, so you just thought it was like you. Yeah. Yeah, something was wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And then you just had to like talk to other people or you just like had to reflect in yourself and be like, okay, like wasn't me. It was actually him being the problem. Well, it's kind of like once you're out in the real world and kind of get accustomed to how quote-unquote normal people operate then you're thinking back and you're like wait that really was fucked up yeah and then going from like one bad relationship and then you had like another bad relationship how did you like break the cycle of like battery like how did you get rid of like toxic men well it's kind of blessed in like a backwards way that like my next relationship after half had a lot of the same themes in it but it was with like a younger guy who wasn't as like iconic or as up on this pedestal as half was so I couldn't really make the same kind of excuses for him so it was almost like the universe just showing me like this is a a pattern, a relationship pattern. This isn't just something that was unique to that one guy in that one situation. So then I knew what I didn't want in relationships moving. That's amazing. So you were just able to like detect yourself Mm -hmm. like this is not what I need. Yeah. Because I feel like I like you I would always fall into the same patterns of guys, you know? And I'm just like, oh why can't I see it? Like why can't I see what I'm like doing wrong? So then it just takes me to a nice guy. What I liked about Holly's world too, and I think you we talked about this before. I can't remember if it was on camera, (laughs) off camera, but that you like didn't want your relationships to be like the focus. Yeah. And they like pushed it. Yeah. That was a hard one too. They really wanted me to talk about and include, you know, a guy that I just started dating and barely knew and didn't even want to ask, do you want to be on my reality show? Like that's no, but they were like calling his people and asking behind my back, which was really embarrassing. And, you know, the producer and I got in screaming matches over it. And I was just like, I don't want to be known for who I date for once in my life. It was, it was a tough battle. That's great. So they would call and then like you were dating this guy. And so would he be like, oh, they want me on your show? Like, would you guys tell, would he tell you? Yeah. Or like- and it was so embarrassing because I didn't want him to think that I really wanted him on the show, but yeah. was asking the show. Like, like so cloud or yeah. something. Like, yeah, it's like not a bad thing. And I think in a way, like, it, you know, people would have been like really interested and like tuned into it because it is like everyone wants to know about people's relationships. But I like now that I'm older, I like that you like didn't because it was like, yeah, you were known for being in a relationship, but then mm-hmm. you were just known as like, Holly, like, you were the star. It was like literally Holly's world, which I thought was so cool. And then like, I feel like, it just made it you, you, and you don't have to be your relationships, which yeah. I think is like super cool and super fun. And then you said you were, I remember on Girls Next, Door, Girls Next Level, you were talking about how they didn't really like pay you guys the first season? No, not at all. For the first season, they ordered eight episodes initially and didn't pay us. And then they eventually, because we made a fuss about it, paid us a little bit for the second half of season one when they ordered a new batch of episodes. And over the years, we would get little raises, little by little. But at at first, they were like, absolutely not. You know, they're living here rent-free. They should just do this. That's crazy. And you guys were just like, okay. Well, we kind of felt like we had to. Like I was really, yeah, I was really worried about doing the show. Like a reality show wasn't necessarily, I knew it could be a good opportunity potentially, but I also thought it could potentially be really embarrassing because there was a lot of really like humiliating moments on reality TV back then. And I thought, well, this could be really bad, but I felt like I had to do it because I'd been living here for three and a half years, I think like four years at that point, and you're feeling really invested and you don't have anything outside of the mansion. And I feel like, what am I going to do? Say no and get 
get kicked out. Right. Like, I guess I could have, but. You didn't want to. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it's also, a weighted like, decision. I feel like I, like, were, but were you excited initially? Like, oh my God, they wanted to do a TV show about us? Like, I feel like. No, or, I was really stressed out. Really? I, had to, I had to go on antidepressants because of it. Yeah. Like the first season, were you? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's great. And, and was he fine with that? Like, being like. Because I feel like he wouldn't want you to be. Like, right? He's like, oh, like, medications, like, all that stuff like that. Like, just, like, no, just be yourself. Like, be you. Be depressed. Well, we had, like, a fight where I was crying because I was saying I wanted to work and have, like, a job during the day and be able to, like, pursue certain things. And I was telling him I was really depressed. And he said – and that I thought I needed to go see a therapist. And he goes, well, you can't. You can go talk to Mary because the therapist is just going to tell you to leave. So I would talk to Mary about it. And eventually they sent me to a therapist. But it was, like, somebody that was, like, friends with his doctor. So it was, like, an inner circle person. Oh and like he put me on movie. Yeah. Seriously, like just like being it's with it, like you can't get out. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're like okay, I kind of want to get out, and then they're just like go back and tell them, and then you get in trouble or something like that. Yeah, it's creepy. That's they should do. You should do like a horror movie based on this because it honestly sounds <laughs> like it. Because it seems so like I guess they've done that like with like sorority houses and stuff like that, but it just seems terrifying. Like it just seems like stressed all the time. Like just like like when you talk about like getting yelled at and stuff by him, I'm just like this is. Like, crazy. He just seems, like, so sweet. Like, you talk about it, like, just being, like, a sweet, Mm -hmm. sweet old guy. When you left, were you, like, did you have any, like, regrets? I know you're still, like, in it. Were you just like, oh, shit, what did I do? Or were you like, I'm relieved? No, I needed to be done. I mean, there were bad feelings because just due to the manipulative nature of our relationship, there was a lot of guilt embedded in me. And I felt like, like, even though he has all the power and he's dating multiple people and all the things, I still felt, like, really bad for leaving him. Like, I almost felt like I felt like I was leaving this helpless old man with high and dry with no one even though he like has all these girls around him right. and stuff but that was kind of how I was made to feel over my seven years living there so I felt really guilty leaving and I was like oh I hope he moves on quick and I hope he meets somebody that takes really good really? care of because I felt so bad and so guilty so but you I wanted just, him to yeah but I just knew I couldn't do it anymore interesting because they made him seem like that on the show too like oh I'm so sad Holly's yeah, gone like sad and... grandpa yeah was he sad do you think because he might have been maybe even like you know not being able to control you or something I don't know well I think he likes routine and I think any time a woman would break up with him he would always go through the phase where he would like be kind of mopey and want her back but I think that's just like a pattern yeah for but him I, I, you don't think he was like in love I feel like he like you guys were like I don't know maybe it's the show but I was like <laughs> you guys seem like a cute I mean obviously toxic now that we know but like it seems like you brought fun to his life you know like excitement and I don't know I mean we tried for sure like especially Bridget and I like we really wanted to make that place as positive as we could make it and as fun as we could make it and like make it have all the experiences that we imagined we would want from the Playboy Mansion and like mm-hmm. make it fun for the other playmates and things like that but there was only so much we could do he looked like he was having fun sometimes. Because you watch, I watched the sixth season, I think, of it. And it just, like, was not the same, like, at all. Well, how many seasons are you guys on right now, Girls Next Level? Just one. Yeah, we took a whole year to go through season one. Wow. I think we're going to move a little faster moving forward, but we're ready to start season two of our podcast and season two of Girls Next Door next month. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. I feel like you should take your time on it, honestly, because there's only five we seasons. We like it. Yeah. I mean, we like getting into it. And we're going to review season six, too. And also, like, the spinoff episodes that kind of go with the story. Because there's a lot of drama that happened after we moved out too for like the next couple years that wasn't on tv yeah all the drama's not on tv that was a fluff show yeah (laughs) you would think like after you left because also like i feel because you got a spinoff and then kendra got a spinoff and bridget had like a show where she had like beaches Mm -hmm. or something like that i just thought everyone was like so happy like they're out of it like thank god we're out of this and then we were and all three of us were so happy for each other but there was a lot of weird like hef would still send us letters like if we did something in the press or the media that he didn't like he'd send us a letter like telling us like kind of like reprimanding us and it was and then you know kendra and i were both working for the same producer who was friends with him 
him. So we're kind of always getting told. It's like we were still kind of being treated like we were his kids or something. It was weird. weird. And they were like handwritten notes or what? Typed, <laughs> typed. out. Yeah. Do you think he something. typed them? No. He like a like secretary someone would do it. it. Yeah. Did you, and did you like, the, but you liked Mary, like the staff, mm-hmm. you liked all them. Yeah. They weren't like in his cult, like in his like, okay, keep the girls here. I mean, Mary was very, very loyal to half mm-hmm. for sure. So, that, but that was always something I understood too. But at the same time, like she was supportive of me after I left and let me crash at her house if I was like in LA and lonely and she yeah. wasn't ever trying to like get me to go back or anything like that's that. That's good. So I wasn't yeah. like keep them in there and stuff yeah. like that. So the drama, that's so crazy. And so when you talk about the drama, it doesn't like trigger you or anything. No, it does sometimes. And sometimes, you know, with Bridget and I both, we're surprised at what's triggering to us. Sometimes we think we're going to go into talking about a certain topic and it'll be fine and we're like, like we're come together to record the podcast and we're like, well, this one was a doozy because you just don't know what's going to trigger you about this stuff. Like some stuff doesn't trigger you at all. Like some people are like, if that point in time was so traumatic for you, why do you still have all your clothes? And I'm like, because clothes were like my escape and my armor back then. And it was one of the few things I had fun with. So that's like a good memory. But then you just never know what is going to be triggering. What has been the most that shocked you? That you're like, oh man, this is actually affecting me more than I thought. Um, well, I think speaking for Bridget, she would probably talk about episode two of season one because they portray her to make it look like she's like sabotaging the girls who are there to test for playmate and making them drunk and stuff and it's really bad for me I'm trying to think it's a little less surprising to me because I did already do a reaction series on YouTube to all of them to the whole episodes all the episodes no I didn't do season five yet oh okay so season one through four you did Mm -hmm. I mean sometimes I'll watch things I can't think of a good what the best specific example is right now But sometimes I'll watch things and I'll just get mad all over again about how we were portrayed because some of the stuff I didn't even notice when we rewatched it back in the day because back then I was just so scared of like being humiliated on national television. I was just like, okay, as long as I'm not being completely embarrassed or made to look like a total ass, that's fine. But like 10 years or 20 years later, I can watch it and be like, oh, they were trying to make me look like an asshole and they totally cut what I said and that's not fair and I'll get mad all over again. Right, or like the (laughs) eye rolls or something they would cut it and you're just Mm -hmm. like, that's, yeah, I I always find that interesting. What was the happiest? Like, what's like, oh my God, that was the best time. I wish I could relive it at the mansion. I always feel like it's times when we got to do stuff that was just the girls. Mm-hmm. Like in season five, we took a bus up to the Madonna Inn for Bridget's sister's birthday. And that was just so fun. Yeah. But also it's a rare moment where he's not around. And I feel like I can be myself to a point. Like obviously I know the cameras are still on me and like security's with us and stuff like that. But I can have fun and I don't have to worry about him like – you know, getting mad at me because I'm having a good time or something. So did you always, even back then, you prefer to be with, like, the girls mm-hmm. over half? Interesting, because most people would be like, I want to be with my boyfriend, or I want to be with, like, half because he's the powerful one. But you're like, I can't wait to, like, even back then you were, like, Yeah, relieved. no, I always wanted more girl time. Wow. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's that that like blows my mind. I'm like, and he just would let you guys go. He wouldn't care because I would think he'd want like the control right to be like, you can't stay over at night. Somewhere. Well, for the longest time, we couldn't stay the night anywhere. It only got to the point where I could stay the night somewhere once we were in season like three of the show. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, the network and everybody wants us to do different things. And there's only so much you can do within the mansion that has the same routine all year round. So I think the first time I got to stay the night away from the mansion was when we went to Aspen for the snowboarding episode. Oh, yeah. So I got to stay one night away, super novelty. And over like the last three or two seasons, yeah, three seasons, season three, four, and five, we got to do a few trips here and there that would be overnights. And he was fine. Because I I think it was Aspen. You guys had like a hot ski instructor. Or was it like, was it Sean Sean White? White. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how did that happen? 
like to me that's like so cool and so but I'm surprised no, you would like let that happen. I don't know how they got half the people that were on our show like Sean White was on the show Kelly Slater like oh, I don't yeah. know how they got these people to do our show. Well but it, was it was a big cool. show. Yeah. It was huge. I mean it was huge. I feel like at some point everyone just like wanted to be on it. <laughs> and then how did you how were you able to were you producer on Holly's World? Technically I was. I was a co-EP. I should have been an executive producer like the whole show was based on like a life that I created for myself yeah. after I left. It was my friends. My name was in the title. The show was my idea that I pitched like everything about it but because of that contract I had to do it with that one executive producer who wouldn't share his executive producer credit with anybody at that time so I got a co-EP credit but it was really just a vanity credit like he wouldn't let me do anything on it really so you didn't get no so how did how were you able to like parlay into like producer of like playboy murders like how were you able to do that were you just like I demand to be producer on this or like they just like respected you because you're been in all these shows. I was just in this weird like cult like atmosphere where like the executive producer I worked for before just didn't respect us as people at all. Like we were puppets to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, fuck you. I'm not giving you an EP credit or letting you make any decisions on this. Yeah. Like even to just do basic things like keep my relationships out of the show to a certain point, it turned into like big screaming matches. So it was hard. So you just had to like fight for it. Because it's mm-hmm. like now you said you're producing because you're producing in that second season of Playboy Murders and then there's like another show but you haven't like talked about that yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't announced it yet. Is it a reality show or is it a docu-series? It's another true crime show. Wow. Yeah. And so how do you – so you just go and you pitch. You're like, I have had this idea. I just want to go do this. Well, for Playboy Murders, a production company came up with it and they came to me. Okay. Yeah. And then this, the new show, you just – did you pitch yourself or was it another partnership thing? No, the network executive came up with it wow. for me. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, no, no that's super cool. lucky. I love that. I mean, there's just <laughs> so many things. I feel like, have you ever acted like in a, I know like like the scary movie and stuff like that, but like real acting? You know, I used to want to be an actor like in college. That's kind of what I wanted to pursue, but I'm not really good at like emoting that much. Like I'm not, like I'm a very, I've always been like the resting bitch face girl. Yeah, right. It's like I, my voice is very flat. Like I don't, I don't think I'm No, cut your out voice for is it. very Disney princess. Oh, thank you. You think it's flat? I <laughs> yeah, think it's I think fun. it's like, it's very flat and kind of monotone and not like a lot of emotion or range. I tried to do voiceover for a while too, but I would listen back and I'd be like, I feel like I'm making all these changes in my voices and going all these places, but it sounds very like one note. What did you do voiceover for? Like commercials or? No, I was like auditioning for stuff. Yeah. I love, I always want to do voiceover too because I was just like, it doesn't matter what you look like. I can yeah. just be fat and just like whatever. I always thought that'd be so fun. Oh my gosh. I feel like voice acting work would be you like. You would be a most... really great voiceover person, oh, I think. I, would, I just don't know how people do anything. Even like you producing shows, I'm like, how do people get things? Like I've never figured that out. Like I never had agents or anything. Like, how do people get into like things? I guess you just have to, like know someone and then be yeah connected or Gotta something. Gotta get an agent. They're helpful. I know, <laughs> I know. I, but I'm kind of like you. I'm like not. I don't know. I couldn't be a good actress, but I see you as like being an actress. Like you know, you should do like like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Like you could be like. Sabrina grown up or something or her aunts or something like oh, that would be fun you're like, you I'd be like be a, a Sabrina witch. aunt yes <laughs> did you ever watch that show yes I loved it I loved it too I just wish there was another like witch show that was like cool I know do you consider yourself like practicing Wiccan or paganism or do you just kind of like have fun I with it I don't like practice a specific structured thing like I don't identify with a practice that like has rules that other people I'm just kind of like I kind of pick and choose what works for me and like do my little candle things and no you do so it you seems like a, to be lucky no you do you have like a you have like a spiritual room right like I've seen yeah and I found mold in it I have to do a mold remediation so I'm moving like every little thing in there like all my little essential oh, no. oils and stuff wah, wah. wait how do you find the mold well I had like a leak from the bathroom upstairs 
And then they had to like get into the wall to like replace a pipe and then there was mold in there. Oh man, yeah, we had the leaks too. We had to like get our whole carpeting. Not that there's mold, but there was like mm-hmm. leaks and I'm like, we should get like epoxy or something down here because I never owned a house before and thank God I have like Moses because I don't know what to do like in a situation like that when there's leaks. Like I would have no idea who to call, what to do. Yeah. Do you have anyone that helps you or do you just do it? Well, you're smart. You do Yeah, that there's audio. a couple like handyman people that I they like just kind of call for everything and they know other people that they can refer me to and yeah. stuff. Thank God. That's, <laughs> I don't, same, I don't know any of that stuff. But you know like tech, you were saying you do the audio and like, I'm like, I can't figure any of that stuff out. That's all self-taught within the last year though. So a lot of it's kind of janky That's still. Ama- <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's actually like a remarkable. And your house is so cute too when you're saying about Thanks. it, like your spell room. It's kind of like, it's a witch house for sure. Okay, that's what I thought. I was yeah. like just seeing it in the background of your TikTok. It's really cute. It's very witchy. It's like a storybook home that was built in the 20s and it's surrounded by like trees. It's very woodsy. Oh, I love that so yeah. much. You ever see ghosts or anything in there? It's totally haunted. There's a whole episode of Ghost Adventures about it. About your house? Yeah. You oh, I watch I never, it. Okay, see, I never got into ghost stuff because I haven't like experienced a ghost interaction, yeah. but I know you guys would always look for ghosts and stuff like that. I'm like, is this real? Like, I when feel you guys- like you're going to now that you've said it. Now that you said, I've never experienced a ghost It'll thing. Come. I feel like, I feel like Do you have it have to like might. invite them in? Is it like one of those things like magic where you have to like believe in it and then it happens? I don't know. Because I, I know a lot of people who were like never believers, but then put them in the right place and they're like, oh, holy shit. There's and they'll, and they'll still they'll still insist they're not a believer, but I can't explain this. Really? You know? What's the most haunted? Because you guys went to the Clown Motel. The you clown went to like motel. all these things. What, and where was there was other ones? Oh, the Queen Mary. Yeah, the Queen Mary. Yeah, we recently did a sleepover there right before we opened, and we were recording podcasts for our Patreon. And while we were recording the podcast, we started hearing these weird noises that were coming from nowhere that sounded like people banging like with a hammer. Mm. And there was nobody else on the ship because they had just reopened. So there was like two security people, and we were like alone on that ship at night. Wait, so, how did you get that? You just Because like- Bridget knew somebody in like the PR there. Oh. So she went there to do like her paranormal podcast and then we stayed the night and everything oh like right God. before it opened. Yeah. Do you, do, do ghosts like kill people? Like I'm always scared they're going to like kill me or something. I don't think so. Okay. They're like yeah. nice always. They're like good, right? There's never bad experiences. No, there's bad experiences. Oh, really? Yeah. But they can't touch. I don't know. I don't know the rules of ghosts, but do they, t- they can't touch you or anything, right? Well, like a poltergeist is something that like moves stuff. Oh, I mean, so I've like, heard of people being like thrown, dragged out of bed before. Like real? Like yeah. actual people you know? Yeah. I'm like, you should do like a ghost show. Because <laughs> I feel like, well, I guess you said you'd have that ghost. I got to watch it now. Oh my yeah, God. Because like, you watch it. It's ghosts fun. scare me. Like the idea of ghosts scare me. Yeah. Like all that's, I don't know, like haunted anything. I'm just like, not about, <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. And she has a paranormal podcast. I haven't listened to that one. Bridget does. She did. She's, I think, revamping it. So it's not up right now. But Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, podcast is kind of like the reboot of Girls Next Level, I feel. like, Or, I mean, Girls Next Door. Sorry. Yeah, it's definitely you can get the whole dirt, the whole story. It's the modern. Yeah. It's like the modern reboot of it. Do you find fans, the difference in fans now, like back then versus now that like listen to you on podcasts or TikTok, like what are the differences? Or are they the same? Are they like just people that grew up with you? Um, A lot of it is people who grew up watching the show for sure. And right. they talk about like what they loved about it back then and how their perception has changed. Like we get a lot of really cool, fun comments and feedback from like people on our Patreon and on our social media and stuff like that. That's and then you started on Patreon or did you get that after you did the podcast? After the podcast, yeah. That's that's what's so cool is like also just I think that's what I like kind of about woke culture. I mean, there's like one hand I like I can't like woke culture can be like a lot, but then on the other hand, I'm like, oh, it's so nice to like 
realize like there was like trauma and like especially women mm-hmm. I used to be I, I don't know I never considered myself to be like a feminist I was just thought like playboy was cool and like you know like what's the word like you know naked women were cool and then now looking back at it you're like you know all these like old men like profited off of this you guys weren't getting paid like there's nothing like empowering about that because you were getting like taken advantage of but now like now that there is like only fans and stuff I kind of like that like people are able to like be in control especially yeah, podcasts sure. like mm-hmm. you guys are doing it all yourself well now you have like companies that help you but I just think that's such a cool thing and you're like executive producing things I just think that's amazing yeah it's so fun I think that is definitely one thing that's changed with the fan base is they understand a lot more of what we were going through at the time and they understand there's a deeper level to it and they can interact with us on that level too so it's really exciting and I feel like especially with like a younger generation like younger millennials and Gen Z they're much more open to listening to people's experiences Mm -hmm. I feel like not all older people of course but some kind of older people like my age and older that's where you get a lot more of the you knew what you're getting into shut the fuck up (laughs) if you're gonna pose nude you deserve everything you get kind of an attitude and people still like that mm -hmm. they're still like that like well you post the nude so you they deserve to be like shared around and stuff like that yeah it's ridiculous like what a weird notion Mm -hmm. especially new what you're getting yourself how could you possibly know what you're getting yourself into when you come in you see a party lifestyle how do you know you're gonna get drugged and used and abused yeah uh, that's like way but yeah like you said people like listen now and I feel like this new generation like really like you know owns it and stuff like that which Mm -hmm. is like cool and they see you guys as like very smart and very intelligent which I feel like there was the girls back in the day that just like wanted to be you but then there was those girls that are like wow they're so stupid they're like bimbos or whatever yeah for sure but everyone's like oh they're so smart (laughs) I think they see it after I feel like just anything like you don't notice like you're gonna be like a legend in the moment like watching girls next door I was like oh this is so fun but then afterwards you're like no this was like iconic you guys were like thank you you're legend forever (laughs) you know doing Holly's world out stuff like that's so cool but you're a mom which is like super fun last time we talked to you you said like you might want more kids I mean not really like in an ideal world because I've had like such a great experience with my kids it it's a fun thought to be like oh in a couple years it'd be so fun to like pop out another one yeah another little one but like from a practical standpoint no you and because you're so good you're so good at coming out with baby names I love baby names yeah I love unique baby names your baby names are very unique your daughter's is like so pretty so special what were names that you thought about using but didn't um for Forrest I initially wanted to name him Dragon but that got the veto oh my god I love that what was it just after just after dragons or was there a specific thing well um my ex-husband's sister had a friend named Dragon. He was from um, Serbia. And I don't know if his name's actually Dragon. I or could be getting it wrong. <laughs> oh. But um, but I thought, oh, that's so cool. Dragon's like, cute. Like, what an amazing name. But his oh, dad was cool. like, no. <laughs> that would have been cool. I like the but name Drogo. I like Drogo. the name Forrest, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Forrest is so cool. Yeah. And Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Where'd that come from? How'd you come up with that? Well, when I was in junior high, there was a girl who was a couple years younger than me in my sister's class, and her name was Rainbow. And no. I thought, oh, my God, that's so pretty. And I was so envious and I wish that was my name Ugh. and then I forgot about it for years and years until I was pregnant and the name just like dropped into my head so really I yeah. love I think it's so pretty mm-hmm. what were you thinking for other girls or was that it was there that was like, it that was yeah it. yeah that's how we thought too I was like if we have another girl I'm like we have no more girl names I, I know. don't know you picked what the best named. one I know I always thought that too in my head I'm like I knew Malibu but then I'm like oh, I don't know I love the name Elvis too so I'm like if you have another girl she's gonna be Elvis that's it's really gonna cute Elvis is extra cute for a girl right I thought that too because like now yeah. a lot of people are named there's an Elvis I thought I think there's something so cute about when a girl has like a traditionally boy name like yes. Charlie or something oh so I cute. love that like Dylan everything that mm-hmm. is so cute I love Holly though Holly's such a cute name Thanks. it's like out of the shirts you would wear on Holly's world it was like so so every day's a holiday oh, or something you should make merch and sell that because <laughs> it was a very simple shirt so yeah. you could like make that so easily no your shirts were iconic I bought probably every single one after I watched the Holly's world I was like let me just buy this you had a cute <laughs> little like I think was it cameras or rainbow bright or something it was so cute all your vintage bags Thanks. Louis Vuitton bought all of them <laughs> we just recently found one of those big Louis Vuittons that you would 
Apothecary. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. The Mary Poppins bag. Like, I look back, and I would go out to a nightclub with, like, a bag the size of a fucking suitcase. I'm like, what? What was in, in it? what world? What were you carrying? Well, I mean, to be fair, I would go out to a club, like, after Peep Show. So it would be, like, a ton of makeup, a ton of, like, but I didn't even need that stuff. Like, I had a whole dressing room full of shit. So I don't know what I was thinking, but it would be this giant bag. Like, That's... don't do it, guys. I love it. I love it. I think it makes, like, once again, as you can tell by the chairs, I like things that are oversized to make me mm-hmm. look small. So, like, a big bag. Now everything's so little, those tiny yeah. bags. I'm like, I don't need a tiny bag. I need a big bag. That's so, so after you would do peep show, you would go out to, like, clubs. As I always think of you, like, maybe now I think of you mm-hmm. as an introvert, but I guess you're not because you did the parties and everything. Well, you know what was okay about it back then is I was always drunk. Oh. So, like, now yeah. I don't I don't drink. At all? Not really. And not yeah, because I'm, like, determined to be sober or anything. Yeah. It's just, like, my boyfriend doesn't drink. I don't like how I feel the day after, so it just never occurs to me. But it makes me, you know, when I'm sober, I'm a lot more susceptible to just like energy and like, you know, feeling awkward and things like that. Yeah. So. Do you feel awkward ever? I feel All like you never time. do. Really? All the time. Yeah. Because you're around so many people. Like I'm never around people. So like when I met you, I was like, God, I'm so awkward. I was like, I no, literally. I didn't think you're awkward. <laughs> What's your, because I always feel like when I see you on TV, you always just seem so like you could talk to everyone. You guys talk about going to the parties and you're like, I'm mm-hmm. social. I'm talking to everybody. But for me, that's like my worst nightmare. Like having, like I stutter over my words. Like, how, like I feel like you're just so open. I guess it's just like in you though. Like you have an extroverted side. Just being drunk. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> easier helps. when you're drunk yeah for sure yeah oh man I used to like I not alcohol but it was what was it I can't think of it right now like you always talk about um hypnotic no but I love those <laughs> yeah. like 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 molly and stuff like that or just like hypnotism <laughs> no hypnotic the <laughs> liqueur it's like a drink <laughs> it's like bright blue no there's another thing you talk about oh, quaaludes God. I never yes. took those <laughs> Wait, I thought you did at the mansion. No, I was offered them. Like, he you used to have, them. like, this stockpile of quaaludes from the 70s, and he would always offer them to girls because he thought they would make them sleep with him. Wait, they were drugs from the 70s? Yeah. Oh, like they didn't make them anymore. stockpile. Because I never knew what those were. I heard you talking about them, and I was like, wait, I never heard of these. Yeah, well, I don't think – well, I think back then, like, 20 years ago, most girls my age didn't know what they were either, and that's probably why a lot of them were trusting and taking them, and then next thing I know, it's like Wolf of Wall Street. You're stumbling out the door. No, Well, that's – well, then I put the two and two together. I was like, oh, like, that scene, that's so so interesting. Were you just like, and then what's it do? It just kind of like freezes you or what? You just don't know what's going on. I think it makes you really, really relaxed. And you never took them? No. I also stole your laugh. Did you know about this? No. Really? I feel like, okay, because so many people were calling me out when I was like watching again Girls Next Door over and over in Holly's World. I would do your laugh all the time. Now I can't even do it, but I would just do it every single day as my regular laugh. And I that would just like so funny. steal it. And your laugh is so good. <laughs> or the way you say stuff. I think I talked like you for what, probably like a year I was talking. Like, and people would call me out. They're like, that oh my God, you're so copying funny. Holly. And I don't know what it is. I feel like just stuff you say like, yeah, like stuff like that. I just like do the same thing. <laughs> I, but you don't mind. Like I love that you're no, girls girl. Yeah. Like you're like yeah. we like the fact that we can match every time. Makes I love me matching. So yeah. happy. I was just like, we well, are the cosplay icon. Yeah, so like I loved your Taylor cosplay the other day. So cute. You're a cosplay icon. Because when I would watch again watching the uh, girls next door, and you would do all your uh, Disney princess cosplays, I'm like. <laughs> you're such a you're the ultimate Disney adult. I feel. I, feel. I think so too. Because you look I think like I was Disney... Disney adulting before anybody else, except maybe like John Stamos. Oh <laughs> yes, you two are like the OG. Because he, he like could close the parks down and go at like night and stuff. He's like really obsessed with Disney. <laughs> he goes to all those like auctions. Do you ever go to those where I did go to the auction display? This they had a really recent one, and yeah. I wanted to bid on. They have these little devil dolls from Mr. Toad, but then I forgot about the auction. I completely spaced the date and didn't bid. So next oh, oh, time you don't do it there. You don't do it at the thing. No. You 
you go and you look and you get the catalog and then you can bid like either in person or online and I just you completely spaced the date. Yeah. Because he has like the giant D I think, right? Yeah. Like the giant Disneyland. I'm like, that's – and I feel like you were doing it before it was cool. Like I think Disney adulting wasn't cool for a minute. Well, I think it wasn't – people weren't really motivated before social media. Like my tour guides at Disney say that Disney started to get a lot busier when Instagram mm. started. Like. 10 years ago or however long ago Instagram started. Right, because you would see stuff that you didn't know. Like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know food, ex- like, the special treats. I had yeah. no idea those existed before TikTok. And I was like, oh, I would just go to, like, literally like, the restaurants, like, the, what is it, the one that the Pirates of Blue Bayou or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. But now they have, like, a, I thought of you, the pickle sandwich at Disney World. Have you seen that? It's no. like a pickle milkshake. Oh, oh, no, I saw the pickle milkshake. Disney World has so much more fun <sighs> treats than we do. So I'm kind of bitter. Do you but- go a lot? Like once a year. Yeah. I love, I want to go. When did you start taking your kids? Oh, way too early. So, okay. okay. So when I was originally Disney adulting in my twenties with my friend Ashley, we would see people and I always say, don't take the babies when they're too young to enjoy it. Cause then you just have this screaming baby who's miserable and then you're miserable. And you know, Ashley and I would walk around like they brought their eight month old. Like, why did they do it? They're not even gonna, you know, remember it. I'm not doing that when I'm a mom. I'm gonna wait until they're at least old enough to remember. But of course, like after I had rainbow, I'm bringing her there when she's like two months. And then I'm like dying, like sweating to death. And our tour guide like brings me into this weird like air conditioned room and like Main Street. And I'm like, wait, is it like a special room for moms or something? No, it was, I don't know what it was. It's just like a room with air conditioning. (laughs) And you just were there with your two month old. Yeah, dying. Because I like, I get it. Like once you have the kids, like you want to take them everywhere. You don't want to leave them out. Like it's expensive to get a babysitter. So I get it. But I also think it's worth the splurge because if you're going to enjoy your vacation by yourself or with your older kids, like the infants aren't going to enjoy it. They're just going to be miserable. And like you see people with babies and I'm like, that poor kid has heat stroke right now. We're sunburned babies. Oh my God. Like I saw, last time I was there, I saw a guy with like the baby in the onesie in front and the baby was like burned. No. Would they have like a hat or anything covering its, I guess the legs you can't cover. The legs and the arms. Yeah. That's like, that's sad. So that's like my tip for parents. Like wait until the kid's old enough to remember. What do you think is the right age? Um. Five. Maybe like three. Oh, that's. Younger. Well, like the rule of thumb is like kids can get into Disneyland under the age of three for free. Oh. And I think that's for, for well, a reason. Like, right. <laughs> they can't enjoy it. Yeah. They're not in. in Do your kids like it? Or are they, they like. love it. Yeah. Oh, that's Especially good. my son. He is a pirate through and through. Oh, He's yeah. been like into pirates for like the last three years. That's. Is it specifically Pirates of the Caribbean or just like pirates in general? Pirates in general. Because you guys yeah. stayed in the room. And I'm like, yes. I don't know where they had that. Is that at the. California, is it the Lodge? No, it's the Disneyland Hotel. They have oh. a couple themed suites there. There's a Princess one, a Frontierland one, an Adventureland one. That one's really cool. But then there's the Pirate one. And he started getting into Pirates right before quarantine. So, and you know, usually kids don't stick with a phase that long. Mm-hmm. Usually it lasts like a year. So I'm like, please stay into Pirates. Please stay into Pirates. Because I want to <laughs> take him to like the Pirate Dinner down in like by Medieval Times. Oh my they God, I've one. never been to that one. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Yeah. And then they have like the Pirate Suite at Disneyland. And I'm like praying for him to still be into Pirates when they open. But he was luckily but it yeah. took a long time for it to open I was like calling Disney like is your pirate suite open yet they're like because you know like after quarantine that kind of opens stuff back up in yeah. phases like at first the park and then it took time for like the hotels to open and all the rooms and stuff but do you have like a person that you just call and you're just like hey is it open or do you just call like everyone else like a regular number just like hey I call it there's a club 33 oh, yeah. member number you can call and that's the coolest stuff. thing yeah. that you do I think like <laughs> club 33 because I know you like can't take pictures or you can't take video we take like pictures I'm like and they have like club 33 merch like yeah. the idea of it sounds so cool but then I watch some TikToks there's do you watch this one it's like bougie Disney I've seen bougie Disney yeah. <laughs> she always like talks about like getting valet at the lodge and then going to club 33 yeah <laughs> but then some people say it's like not worth I don't know I think I'm just like oh maybe it's not worth it I try to like think that in my head because like it's impossible to join I mean I think it's worth it if you're already like 
going to Disneyland all yeah. the time, for sure, because it's expensive, for sure. But if you're already doing it where you're getting tour, because the tour guides are expensive without yeah. it. And you get, like, with your membership, you get, like, five tour guides a year. Oh, that's yeah. worth it. Mm-hmm. That's so worth it, because the tour guides can be pricey. Yeah, but you got sure. Mary there, too, so I thought maybe yeah. you would get, like, VIP. How is that? Okay, I really wish I would have gotten married to Disneyland. I wanted to get married to Disneyland so bad. But you I could do about another it. wedding. Why not? I know. I really want no, to. No, I saw – okay, I saw <laughs> this Instagram reel. This is insane. Like, more power to her lover that she's doing this but also kind of insane. She's like, I'm the Disney bride and I got married at Disneyland five times and I'm going to do it eight more times or something. I'll have to send it to you. I was like, whoa. What does that mean? She just had the ceremony over and over? Yeah, a different ceremony like in Disney World. Oh. Because a lot of people get married in Disney World. It's like an industry over at that park. Right. Everyone's different style, different. And she wants to have a total of like 12 different wedding dresses. Okay, was she in different, was she in the park or was she at the hotels, like the Floridian and stuff? Um, I didn't pay attention to where each one was. I think in Disney World, it's like a lot of the um, different resorts and things like that. Yeah, I always see those on TikTok too. But you got married in front of the castle. Was that Disneyland, right? I got married inside Pirates of the Caribbean. No. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And we had New Orleans Square for our reception. But we did take photos in front of the castle and we did like the pumpkin coach and stuff like that. That's what I remember seeing in your little blue satin. Oh my gosh. It was so cool. Did you guys film it for anything or no? You just did it for... Um, We just had some personal camera footage. E wanted to do a wedding special, but Disney wouldn't let them film. So No way. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, really? Because I feel like they like let people like pentatonic sings in front of it and stuff like that um disney will let like disney in-house like, like ABC. abc yeah it's like stuff like that like they're oh. like e your trash probably no you know? way <laughs> but that, i thought like, that'd be such a oh my god that would have been so cool yeah i know i asked my like wedding planner she goes yeah they have their own wedding planners and stuff like that i wanted to i had a, i like i had a boyfriend before that i always talked about getting married to disneyland he did not care about disneyland but i was like oh i shouldn't do that with like most because i talked about with my ex but i regret it to this day because we spent so much money on our wedding honestly we probably could have gotten married to disney for it and we just got so scammed and i was like dang we should have married oh, disney no. did you get to eat the food at the in the Louisiana Square, New Orleans Square. Oh, well, that's one of the most fun parts is you go for like a food tasting beforehand and you like meet with a chef and they like you come up with all the stuff. And that's one of my regrets is I'm so busy doing like outfit changes and pictures and stuff like that mm. and saying hi to everybody that I didn't get to eat any of the food. Never, yeah. And we had like all this fun stuff like a gourmet grilled cheese stand. And I forget what the other ones even were, but there were like four different stations around New Orleans Square with like different types of food. It was so fun. How many people? It was really tiny because we all had to fit into the blue bayou. So it was only like, it was under 200 people. Oh, that's big. (laughs) No, it is big, but like my ex-husband, he throws like huge festivals and he's super social. So Uh, if he could have got married with like all of Burning Man in attendance, he totally would have done it. So for him, that that small. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he had, did you have to convince him or is he a Disney person too? Where he's like, that's fun. No, he was really into it because as somebody who throws like festivals and stuff, he's really into seeing everything behind the scenes at Disney and like how they create their atmospheres and things like that. So he was into it. Oh, I love that. I love when you like find a guy. I mean, obviously like it didn't work out, but like I love when you like find a guy that just like goes into, goes in it with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's fun. fun. I think that, yeah, I wanted to do like a Frozen theme. And then, again, our budget went all over that the place. That would be cool, but, Frozen uh, theme. Because you're a Christmas baby, and mm-hmm. I just thought that would be like so fun to have a baby at Christmas time to do like winter wonderland yes. birthdays and stuff. I oh just my think God, it's so the funnest. Fun. Yeah. I think we talked about it and the baby with the Santa hat. You know, yeah. Santa hat but I always wanted, I like next time we like plan it, we'll try and plan for like a Capricorn. You're a Capricorn, right? Yeah. I like Capricorns. What's before Capricorns? Sagittarius. Like, do you like Sagittariuses? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know why I was just thinking about this today, but I feel like within my friends and my friends, group they have a lot of either Sagittarius or Taurus placements oh really like a common denominator I wonder why what is that like what do you think it is the only thing I could think of that's a common denominator is like Capricorn is a goat. So it's like a four-legged hooved animal. And so is a Taurus, a yeah, bull, cool. and so is a Sagittarius is a horse. I am a Taurus. So maybe oh, we're awesome. a match. <laughs> that's, I don't know any Capricorns, I don't think, except for you. Oh, that's so cool. But you're like 
literally, and I tell you that, like, I, you're literally, like, one of a kind person. Like, I've never met anyone like you. And I always think it's, like, you're just so wonderful and so oh, sweet. Like, so sweet. Thank and you. everyone says, like I said, my makeup artist this morning was saying, like, how, like, she was giving me those examples. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, crazy. Like, that's, you're one of a kind for sure. Have you stayed in Cinderella's castle? No, that's kind of, like, one of the few last things on my Disney bucket list because they won't let you book it. It's just something they save for like contests every once in a while. But like a Jonas brother, I feel like stayed in there. I feel like, you know, they've used it before for like people who are performing. Like I know one time like Paramore performed for a grad night like a long time ago and that was their dressing room. Oh gosh. And so they just give it to people to like, I feel like they should give it to you. Katy Perry stayed there once and she like ordered pizza and stuff. From like Disney (laughs) or Domino's or where? I guess so. Well, I know they have like a takeout pizza at the Grand Floridian so maybe it came from there. Mm, That's like the dream so uh, Disney if you want to like have us make TikToks yeah. here we'll go together I mean, that's like the dream I see like so many Disney TikTokers do you follow them like the ones that go every day to Disney World yeah I think the mouse slits I follow oh, I don't know them and I forget the names of the accounts but there's these two guys who dress up in costume all the time and I saw them at a Halloween at Disneyland and they were dressed as like boy versions of Anna and Elsa and they were the cutest costumes oh. and they I forget their account name but they dress up on TikTok too they have a really big account Oh, yeah. I follow a lot of people that do those too. I, I, I don't know their names either, but they go like every single day and they like dedicate themselves mm-hmm. to it. I think that's the coolest. I think that's so fun. And all the food and all the stuff yeah. like that. What do you think of the new Snow White? <sighs> I mean, I might be surprised, but I'm not into all those interview clips where she's like, yeah, no, not cool. Or if I have to stand there 59, like I'm all for the strike and I'm supportive and I think people should get paid what they're worth. But I just think it's like coming off a little disjointed yeah like like really uh, like I saw someone on TikTok make this point that like if you hate the 1937 film so much like why are you remaking it yeah and you know what not every Disney animated film has to be made into a live action like calm down I thought they did a great job with like Cinderella oh Cinderella I don't need to see all of these yeah it's a lot did you like Little Mermaid I haven't seen it yet but I heard that's so good Little Mermaid was so good but it like I heard like financially it didn't do well that's weird because it was everywhere and like all the buckets were sold out and stuff like that and I loved Halle Bailey but it does that's propaganda though because there's so mm. many people out there who are like trying to like criticize Disney for being too woke and they're like they're losing so much money which I don't know maybe they are but I don't either because I said, find they it said hard it. to believe that Little Mermaid didn't turn a profit I know I mean I don't know like I'm not there looking at the books I could be wrong but I find that hard to believe because it seemed like people really liked it it, it was everywhere like yeah. it was all over all the songs yeah I, I don't know and they said that with like Snow White too everyone's like mad because of the wokeness like the magical creatures instead of the seven dwarves there's no Prince Charming in this one apparently she said there's none there's no like love there's no like Prince Charming to save her, nothing. And I was like, okay, like, see, it's a little crazy. Then why is it a Disney if there's no prince? You know what I mean? Like, everyone loves. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe it's a really great script, but I don't know. But I it just, should be something different. I'm not excited about it right now. I don't like any of the Snow White. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have you seen the Huntsman one? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't like those. Or the Maleficent. You like that one? That one was cute. I thought that was a fun take on the story. I'm just like not. The only one I liked was Cruella. I'm just like not into like the villain. Cruella was fun. I like that. Yeah. I thought that was super fun. I think they should make one on like Jafar or something. Like him being like fabulous. Because I feel like low-key like he could be like a diverse like, you know, Disney villain. Like I feel like they have a lot of gay like heroes but not like gay villains. And I feel Wait, like- is Jafar gay? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is that canon? <laughs> or, is that canon or is that fan theory? It's <laughs> canon. Canon is like when something's like written into the, oh, I think I, I'm probably defining this wrong. No, but. but I see it on TikTok. That's why I wanted to know because everyone's like, it's a canon event. You can't stop it. Have you seen that trend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what's canon mean? I think it's it means written. like a key story moment that's like, 
official. I oh. think I'm probably explaining this so wrong. <laughs> I think he's unofficial. Okay. Right. I think. I think I, that's I'll delve into this. I, I'm curious. I feel like I heard that he wanted to be with Aladdin, and that's why he took Jasmine <laughs> hostage or kept her. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I don't know. I, I love. I love a good origin story because I did not like the live action Aladdin either. I didn't watch it. I wasn't well, excited about it. Wow. As like a Disney doll, I thought you would be like. So I'm not that these. into the live action ones necessarily. You just like, like the sometimes cartoons. I'll stumble into one and maybe I'll like it, maybe I won't. But. That's yeah. The I feel like the Disney stuff they kind of just like shoot themselves in the foot. I feel Where like live going? action Disney movies are this generation's. Do you remember how they used to make all the Disney sequels and put them straight to VHS, like Lady and the Tramp two yes. or Cinderella two? Let's pretend oh. she never met the prince. Like Wait, stuff. I haven't seen that one. Is that how the story? There's is? like a Cinderella two and a Cinderella three. That she never met the prince. I think there's one. I haven't seen it, but there's one where they like go back in time and they make it so one of the stepsisters meets the prince and set or something. Oh, I don't know, it's weird. Kind of live for that though. That's kind of, <laughs> I love Little Mermaid too. Did you ever see that one with no, her daughter with Melody? Yeah, you haven't seen it. Well, that's kind of the thing. Is I was like, I don't want to watch these janky, stupid sequels that shouldn't exist. <laughs> right. And then that's kind of how I am with the live action ones now. I'm like, ah, right. This, I get it more with the live action, but the sequel, especially because you have a daughter. When I had my daughter, I was like, oh my god, she could be Melody. Like it's mm-hmm. so cute. And then she goes back in the water. I just, I love the whole thing. I think it's fun. I don't know. Disney Disney has my heart. I love it yeah, so much. Sure. I would love to do a Disney day with you just going to eat all the snacks. Yeah, we should go sometime. I feel like I DM'd you and I'm like, where do you get the strawberry cream cheese pretzels? If you like know everything about Disney, I just think you're like a Disney ambassador. They really should Once give it you cools it. down, we should go. Once it's not so hot. Yeah. I feel like Halloween time's a fun time. Mm-hmm. Christmas time's fun. Yeah. Do you go to the parties and stuff like that after? Yeah. We're going to go to one of the Halloween nights. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. kids are old enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I'm one of those parents. I'm like, maybe Malibu can go this year. She can like walk kind of at like, Ten, or one month, or one year, <laughs> one years old. Another thing I like love about you is manifesting. You talk about manifesting. You talk about Elvira being like a master yeah. manifester. Oh, you have to read the Elvira book because some of her manifestation stories are just so crazy. I read it because of you. Oh, you did. You talked good. about that. Yeah, it's such a good book. I knew nothing about Elvira. Like I knew nothing about her. She's at all. so interesting. Yeah, her book was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I feel, but I feel like I don't know if you're like into manifesting, but I feel like you've manifested like your life. Like you are like. This, you're like literally iconic. You're like without maybe trying or not trying, like you are the Playboy like symbol. I think more than Pam, more than like you are Playboy. Like right when people think of Playboy, they think Holly Madison. It's funny because I did kind of manifest that a little bit, even though now I'm like, ah, I want to be known for something yeah. else. But it's like, you know, putting in all that effort for so many years. Yeah, you talk about that when you're just like, you know, I'm, I went this far. I've done so many things that maybe I wasn't comfortable with. Like, might as well just keep going to get like, and you did. Like, you made yeah. a name. Like, people love you for you. And I love that you're still like embracing that part while still doing like new things. And Yeah, it's nice to be able to look back on something even if it was like uncomfortable or some parts weren't great. It's good to be able, like one of the things I love about the podcast is it's allowed me to reclaim the parts that were fun and the parts that were positive because you're not doing anybody a favor by like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Like, if you have a time in your life that was rough, you don't have to hate everything about that time. Right. Yeah. You can like look back and have like some fond memories yeah, of it. And for stuff. Sure. Or just like the impact you made, like you changed pop culture. Like you were such a huge staple in pop culture and reality TV and all that stuff. Like no one was doing like Holly's World. Like no one was doing that except for like Anna Nicole. So it was like just you and like her I having your- I love the Anna Nicole show. <sighs> my favorite. My background is inspired by her bedroom. Bobby Trendy oh, did yeah. it. Bobby Trendy is so- You should have him on the show. He's so fucking I funny. would love- Maybe he would sue me though. I feel like this is his design in the back of her walls, her bedroom. <laughs> Howard Kaster and like ripped it down. He was just like, this is awful. This is trash. She was great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would absolutely love to have him. Do you know him? Bobby Trendy? Yeah. No, I've never met him. Oh. I just remember being such a fan of the show and I would like scream laugh at it. He was so funny. He's so good. That show's yeah. crazy. So if there's one thing you could do, manifest, dream big, like your biggest dream, like have you accomplished it or is there something like crazy wild you'd want to do? I mean, there's always something new. 
I don't know. I mean, I can only think of like little things off the top of my head. Like I want to stay in the castle suite at Disney. <laughs> manifest it. I yeah. feel like just talking about it can manifest. People are like, you can't just like talk about it and it comes through. But I think it is. Somebody will see it and they're like, Holly is Disney. Like everyone thinks of you as Disney. <laughs> You'll find a way some way. Oh my God. I want to build a house from scratch. I think that would be really fun. Like yourself? No, but like design it. Okay. You know? Not like <laughs> not with a hammer now. You know what I'm fascinated by though? It's like back in the 30s, like you could order a house from the Sears catalog and they would send you all the stuff and you just hire, either build it yourself or hire somebody to build it. Isn't that so janky sounding? Wait. But there's houses still standing today. Like one of Walt Disney's first homes is still in Los Feliz. You can go see it and it's a great oh professional looking house, but it was ordered from a catalog. What? And what, you could just order how you want it or it's all like track houses, like you get the same catalog, like you pick this number, you all have the same number. Um, It's not custom. It's like they show uh. different types of styles and you're like, okay, this one. And they would like ship you all the stuff and then you would hire somebody to build it. And that's so weird to me because I feel like the chances for error are so strong. Like right. I feel like it'd be like getting a desk from Ikea and then like some, <laughs> like some screw doesn't go on right and then it falls down. But there's houses standing all over the country that were catalog mail order houses and I just can't wrap my head around it. But I feel like they were built better. When you think of older houses, they're built so good. And when you get like a new build house, like they're like, he's an architect. He's like, like the new build is just like so bad. Like they just like crumble easier. Like the foundation oh, of those thirties homes are yeah. where it's at. But if you build a new house, what's your like dream thing? Like what's the one thing you want in a house? Like you're, I want it to look exactly like the haunted mansion in Disneyland. Oh my gosh. That would be so cool. I feel like Michael Jackson, didn't he? Like maybe not haunted mansion. He might've done like pirates, of the Caribbean or small world or something in his house. Yeah, I don't know what his house looked like, but I remember he had, like, on his property, it looked like the train station at Disneyland. With, yes. Like, but instead of Mickey, it said Neverland in the flowers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. What would you call it? What would you call it? Would you call it, like, what is it? What is it called? I keep thinking McKamey Manor. It's not that. <laughs> what is it called? Gracie Manor. Gracie Manor. I don't think I would <laughs> name it, really. I think everybody would just kind of know it as, like, the Haunted Mansion house. Would it look like it the from Haunted the outside, Mansion. too? No. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And inside, or no? Inside, inside would be different just because to make it functional it couldn't look like the ride really but do you see have you seen gothic baby on tiktok yeah and they have the stretch room yeah that's so cute i'm like how there's a house in disney springs in disney world and they did um they took me on a tour of the house and they did all their rooms were themed and then they have a room that's exactly like the stretching room on haunted mansion like you can't tell the difference but you open a secret door and there's a bar inside it's so cool oh my god and is it it's just yeah. like open for people to go to or you have to like know no it's a private owner like a, a friend of a friend wait was this in disneyland or in disney-, disney world there's a community on the property called golden oak that you can live in I've seen those yeah. but the houses don't look as fairy tale as i that's would think that's what i yeah. think and they're so expensive it's like yeah. beverly hills really? prices like millions and i'm like if i was gonna live in disneyland like I would want to build like a mini Grand Floridian or like a yeah. haunted mansion or something. Haunted mansion would be so cool. Yeah, that would be like the coolest. So you went to like a little haunted mansion. It was like I feel like Anaheim. Oh, there's like a yeah, there's an Airbnb. It's like in Fullerton or somewhere down in Orange County, and it's um just a normal house, but inside it's done like haunted mansion. It's I so love cute. It. Yeah. It's it's totally about. Did you see the new movie? Yeah, we love to talk yeah. about the movie. I don't even know. People are like you're not supposed to talk about movies. I don't know. Well, I went to the We're premiere because it. it got turned into a fan event. But then oh. I learned right after that that I wasn't really supposed to go because the strike. Oh, but I didn't really know because it was a fan event, so it's like confusing. It's so I didn't so post confusing. anything from it because I want to be like on board with the strike. Like I'm supportive of the actors and right. everything and the um the writers' strike as well. Yeah. So I didn't post anything. But this was a movie good. I have to see it. We're gonna yeah, see it. it was really good. They in- incorporate a lot from the ride, so it's good. Yeah, because I feel like that Eddie Murphy one. <laughs> That's like going on a whole different tangent. 
like on a Disney yeah. podcast now. Is there a Disney podcast? I feel like there must Probably be. Probably quite a few unofficial ones. I, I get into it. I do get so into it. I get into it when mm-hmm. I like know someone else is into yeah. it because I don't have anyone in my life that like loves Disney. But I know a lot of people will say like they love Disney and then their kids don't end up liking Disney. So I'm like, she's not in that phase yet. She doesn't like Mickey Mouse or anything. She just likes Miss Rachel. Aww. So I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe one day. All right. So you're going to build the Haunted Mansion yeah. and stay in Cinderella's Castle. Yeah. <laughs> That's your I love it. I also want to go on every Disney cruise ship because my goal was to go to every Disney park around the world, and I did that. And then I did two Disney cruises last year, and I love them. And there's, but there's six ships, and I've been on two of the ships, so I have four more ships to try. What? Do you? But do you get like not in like a bad way, but like you're on a ship and like people see you and they're like fans. Are they just always like to me? I'd be like, oh Holly's, let me just go up and like sit with her. Nobody really cares. I don't think it's really the demographic. Like they right. love Josh because he's a Disney singer, right? So he get, he gets all the attention. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, because that would be. I would just think being on a cruise. I see like celebrities do cruises like Donny Osmond does cruises and I'm just like but then you would always just want to like say hi to Donny and like he's really nice I'm sure he'd be down to it but I don't know I always think cruises sound like just in general even if you're not someone famous you just see the same people and you're like oh man I don't want to like see that person you know what I mean like if you have issues Disney cruises are really nice and I, just, I feel like too like the first one I went on with Josh it was like a member like a vacation member club cruise oh, so okay. there weren't a lot of people on it it was smaller but then the second one it's like people with their families so they kind of know that you're with their kids too and you don't really want to be approached so it's oh, kind of okay. like nobody does it yeah he's oh god his singing voice is so good yeah. he's like you had the best cast I think you have a knack of finding like good people like um like people that are entertaining yeah it's fun I feel like you see so I many characters shows. yeah sometimes it backfires though because you'll meet somebody and you think they're so quirky and funny and then they turn out to be a total like backstabber or crazy it can go yeah. both ways like you can find amazing people but then you're like oh I love this person because they're so quirky and you're so in love with the quirk you ignore <laughs> all the red flags and then they bite you in the ass 10 years later and yeah, it's just like that would be that would be my like hesitant for any I mean just in general people in my life I'm just mm-hmm. like I don't know and I think about people like Britney Spears too it's like she probably can't have any friends because like yeah, who sad. are you to trust you know yeah. everyone kind of like would sell you out in a minute but I feel like you found pretty good people yeah I think so Rachel, like Angel Josh yeah for I sure Angel too like all my close friends have been close friends for like 10 years 20 years so that's amazing yeah. that's like you have good aura good everything Thanks. oh my gosh well thank you so much for being my Thanks first for having me. That was I hope so you fun. come back yeah I would love to I want to be like Aurora we could just talk about other stuff too although I have yeah. a million questions for you too. I could okay. go on and on and yeah, on save them for next time yeah Save your little note cards. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> I literally have so many. I'm like trying to like really. I'm just like here we go. And I'll keep listening to the Girls Next Level. You guys check out Holly and Bridget. Girls Next Level. Thank it is you. like every. I would say a millennial dream come true. But like every generation would love it. It's so interesting. It's so fascinating. I think you guys are so funny. I love all your little drinks on the table. I wish we had a table here to show your drinks. So you know the Baby Yoda cup and all stuff like that. I love my so Baby cute. Yoda cup. It's Thank so you so cute. much. It's in Vegas. I don't have it here, but it's so cute. Uh, what are you drinking out of it? There's one where it's like it's like has like like coffee and milk and coffee. Yeah. Well, I make. I get an ice. Americano, no calories, but then I put oh. sugar-free Ready Whip on top, and then it starts to like fall down into it. So it starts to look like it's a latte or something, but it's really not. It's just an Americano with sugar-free Ready Whip. And there's no calories? Nope. Oh my gosh. Zero. I know you don't like talking so about like body stuff a lot because you like it could be like triggering. Because I know you said you didn't like doing the bounce back after baby thing. Yeah, I think it's so misleading. And there's so many celebrities who just get the C-section tummy tuck combo and then wear five waist cinchers and they're like, I snapped back. And it's like, go fuck yourself. Wait, is that a <laughs> thing? Yes! I want that. They told us they couldn't do a tummy tuck at the same time. Well, I'm glad that I feel like the media has moved away from it. Thankfully, like at least I don't see it on the supermarket tabloids, but it used to be such a thing. And I did do like a body after baby shoot after 
my daughter. But then when I was pregnant again, I was like, you know what? I don't really love like the message yeah. behind it. So I don't want to do it again. It's well, something just to, misleading. Like, I and, know. It's, and, and I just even hate the terminology like bounce back, snap back. It's yeah. just like as if it's something wrong if you don't like right away or something mm-hmm. like that. But I do think you'd be amazing. Like little tips like that. I'm honest about what I eat because yeah. I mean, and people could criticize either way because sometimes I'll talk about food or what I eat or what I don't eat or what my diet is. And that is triggering for some people. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But also like I don't want to be dishonest. Like if I'm, you know, posting a picture of crumb cookies I also want to let everybody know I don't eat this every day because yeah. I feel like that it's dishonest because obviously you're only going to post the fun food you yes. know you're not going to post your boring salad so I you know, like I post the fun food but I make sure to say it's my cheat day and yes there are some people who are triggered by that and think that's obnoxious but I just think if I'm going to go one way I'm going to be honest about how I'm eating rather than being like oh look I'm somewhat in shape and let's pretend I eat like this all day when yeah. I don't I every just think day. you just can't go wrong with being honest so it's much better I think I understand it's triggering if people don't want to hear it they don't have to follow me or anything but I just think I should be honest I think I think you should get the tips like the like little sugar-free latte thing because I I love Starbucks but I'm mm-hmm. also like trying to lose weight and all this stuff like that and I'm just like gosh I didn't know There's there was a, a lot no of cal- calories in the Starbucks stuff so or you know many. what else I love to get and I love just because going to Starbucks feels like such a treat but I don't want to you know I'd rather get my calories other ways of course I, so yeah, I like- get like a giant hibiscus iced tea it's like the iced tango tea don't get the lemonade one but just the plain one and then I get the Dr. Berg electrolyte powders and put that in and it tastes so good and so refreshing what is a dr berg i've never heard of oh that. you have to watch dr berg on youtube <laughs> because like any problem you have with digestion or something he'll tell you what the cause is and what you can do and what supplements you can take and then he sells stuff so I, i'm like? not pushing diet <laughs> stuff this is just what i do oh is it a diet thing no, it's not diet. It's just like um, electrolytes he sells What's for your that? water. It's just um, minerals and mm. vitamins and minerals. And it's like in Gatorade like too, right? Yeah. I always hear that, like electrolytes. Mm-hmm. And does it taste good? Yeah. So good. Oh my. You have to have a whole like Holly's drinks thing. Yeah, like, that'd I be follow fun. every single thing you do. I should do an ASMR with like the ice and stuff. You are so good at ASMR. <laughs> oh my God. That's what okay, – I know we're wrapping you it up. You know what's funny but- though is like – when people do the ASMR voice, it does some. I don't like listening to it. Like it scrapes on my brain. Like I know other people love it. Oh, you don't like it at all. Yeah, it's weird. Oh, because you're so but good I don't at like, it. Like an ice sound or something. Like I that. love when they like make the drinks mm-hmm. or like who is who's the person that does the salmon? The you know she does like the salmon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like the biggest ASMR. She does like cuts really quick. Oh, you haven't that's seen so cool. her. No. Emily, what's her? Emily Mariko or something? Oh, I've heard her name. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she does it so quick. I, you were so good at the ASMR when we did the McDonald's. You were like holding it at the camera and you were doing like that little ASMR. Yeah. You're like feeding them. <laughs> Have you seen the NPC trend? Yes. Have so you done cute. it? I haven't done it. I feel like I wouldn't be able to pull it off, but I can see why people are successful because it's fun to see how people react, especially yeah. if they have the really cute things they say for each token. Like I can totally see why it's a thing. I feel like you would be perfect. I don't know if I'd be good at Okay, if someone it. gives you like a hot dog, what are you going to do? I don't know. <laughs> you don't do the improv. Well, hot dog's not the greatest example because yeah, right? you just go like all the wrong places, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Like, okay, someone can see, like, I guess everything is like an ice cream cone. Then I want to get the cowboy hat and mustache and be like, yeah. (laughs) That was perfect. Can you do it in the camera? Like, yeah. (laughs) With the bounce. Yeah. That would be my Those are the most, that's my favorite one to get is like the hat and the mustache because it just looks so silly. It's so fun. And they have like a glittery one now, like a white cowboy hat that like sparkles. Do you go live on TikTok? Rarely. I think I've only done it twice in my life. And it's been if I'm like sitting in my car waiting for the kids to get out of school or something. Right. Okay. I really have nothing to do. (laughs) But I can see why people do it and I can see why people enjoy it too. I love it. I love it so much. It's actually so much fun. I think it's so fun. And I love that people are making like a living out of it. Like that's what's so cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Anyone can make a living off of TikTok and social media now, which I think is so cool and so fun. And I love that you're so relevant on there. You're so like 
on there. I'm Thanks. Like, I yes. wish I posted more, but you post a lot. I feel for like how busy you are. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I want to have energy when I post, and oh, that's not. Yeah. Happening a lot these days. <laughs> no, you're busy. <laughs> when does your show come out? The one that you haven't talked about yet. When does that come out? Do you know? Or I don't yet? even know yet because Playboy Murder Season 2 comes out in January and then the okay. other one will be after that. Oh, after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, hopefully I'll see you before then. Yeah, then. for sure. I mean, it's just Just Church <laughs> Podcast. Thank you literally so much. I feel oh, like the fun. curse has been broken. Like I haven't done an interview like podcasting for so long and I feel like anytime I like collab with someone, it always goes like crazy or weird. So I feel like it, the curse yeah. is broken. Thanks to you. You should have Bridget on too. That'd be fun. You I guys have fun. would love. I, now that she's doing the podcast, because I feel like she was like, you know, wanting privacy for a minute. She kind of like, but I didn't know she, I, yeah, I would love to. I yeah, would love fun. to have her on. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it'd be so much fun. I always remember the, we're literally going, but I always remember the interview, The View, where they had you all sitting on the same chair. Oh yeah. Because we have one chair and I was like, how are we going to get people on? And I'm like, oh, you guys can sit together. But then I think right away, I think <laughs> yeah. back to The View. And I'm like, how awkward. Like, why did they all make you sit like on top of that each was other? That so weird. Was it? Were you guys like, well, mm-hmm. it wasn't so weird in and of itself. What was weird is they told us to sit like that. And then the first question was, do you always sit like this? I'm like, girl, you told us no. to sit like this. It's so dumb. Wait, who asked that? Which one Barbara asked that? Barbara Walters. <laughs> oh my, did you say anything? Like, um, no, because I, like, I just us. didn't have the balls. Like, I wish I would have been like Dakota Johnson on Ellen and been like, you told us to sit like this. But back yeah. then, nobody would have accepted that. I feel like the whole live show would have shut down. Like, you had to play by the rules or else. Was it live, just, though? Yeah. Oh, but that would have been such a perfect time yeah, to like catch true. them off guard. That's true. I feel like you now would if they like made you do that. But then no one would make you do that now because I feel like back then they were just like, could degrade you guys yeah. now. It's like people are like, no, you can't do that to women and stuff like that. Especially the view. They're kind of haters. I'm not going to lie. Like still to this day, I'm like, can you all like chill? Like sometimes they're like such haters. And I'm like, y'all need to like relax, especially like women on women. I'm like, yeah, I feel like some content like that, it's just designed by nature to be that way. Or even when you see like Candace Owens ranting on TikTok, I'm like, do you really care about Meghan Markle that much? I, Jesus. No, I know. It is. Oh it does. my God. I, like it must get clicks. That's because the only thing I think of. Her and like, like Meghan Kelly, I think. I just see these TikToks where they're just ranting about Meghan Markle. I'm like, why though? I know. And like, do people care that, I guess like you said it must get views, but I'm like, do people care that much? Like, Especially what they have to say. I'm just like, leave her alone. Like, at first, like, you could say she's, like, cringy or whatever. But then you hear about this. You're like, oh, my God, leave her alone. I know. It's too much. She's literally, like, not doing anything. She's not doing her podcast. Like, everyone just wants to, like, hate on people. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for watching Just Trish and Holly. Oh, my God. This is, like, a dream come true. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me. Of course. Girls Next Level. Check it out. Bridget, if you want to come on, I love you. (laughs) Josh, everybody, come over. It's be so fun. Thanks for watching. Check out Girls Next Level. And we'll see you next time. And check out Holly's TikTok. It's okay. Maybe she'll do NPC. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>